This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1. Spin 1038, the Spin Talk with Lauren. Today in the show, I would love to hear your thoughts on whether or not we should tell kids that they're not good at something. Because um, I mentioned an email that we came across that was sent, sent in to clinical psychologist David Coleman, independent.ie, about... Um, a, a parent who wants to know whether or not they should tell their eight-year-old that she's a brutal singer and tone deaf, I think, is the expression that the parent used. What do you do? Because obviously, look, you don't want to be blowing steam up their rear ends. But at the same time, you do want them to follow their dreams to a degree. So I don't know, think back to your to your own childhood. And I, I know I can't sing, still love doing it. But and still always try to join the choir. I got thrown out loads of times. But, you know, it's not damaging, I don't think, for your parents to tell you, listen, no, you're actually not very good at that. But, and we mentioned this briefly yesterday on the show, is there, do we kind of want kids to believe that they can do whatever they want to do? I don't know, like, obviously, lots of kids want to grow up and maybe play a sport for a certain team. It's not necessarily going to be the case for all of them, but for maybe some of them it will be. At what point do we need to get a little realistic about hopes and dreams. Get involved, 087-711-1038. Siobhan O'Neill joins me on the line from mumstown.ie. Hi, Siobhan. Oh, wrong one. Sorry, Siobhan, there you are. <laughs> you got me now. Um, good to have you on the show, Siobhan. What do you think? Firstly, let's, let's start with this specific yeah. email and the eight-year-old who wants to write her own pop songs and be a singer. I mean, why can't she not write her own pop songs? She might not be the best singer in the world. Some of the most wealthy people are the people who wrote them, not the people who sang them. So first of all, I would never discourage her from doing that. Um, I wouldn't discourage her from joining the choir either. If she's not a great singer, she's not going to be put front and centre in the choir. And this child is eight. What eight-year-old is a pitch-perfect singer? Not very many. So I can't imagine it's going to be ridicule and embarrassment if she does join the choir. Um, Her mother's a musician and she says she's tone deaf. So maybe she should try giving her some singing lessons or I think the, I, when I read it, I just thought it's so dramatic. Um, should I crush her dreams and tell her she's tone deaf or what should I do or should I lie to her? If she wants to join the choir, let her join the choir. And I'd say it will become apparent to her in her own way, in her own time, that maybe she's not the best singer that's in there. But you don't have to be so brutally honest with them. At what point do you start having to be quite honest with kids Siobhan well probably when they're teenagers when they're a little bit older and um, when they can have a good go back at you I suppose when when they're eight they're still quite vulnerable Um, I think when they're they're teenagers if they're really really pursuing something and it's clear that it's it's really not for them I would try and help them find something else that they love to do that is more suitable for them so it's trying to find the things that they like to do and encourage that and do more of the things that you know they're good at but um I wouldn't be concerned about an eight-year-old who can't really sing and I don't think she's going to ruin the child's life or crush her dreams if she tells her she's not the best singer in the world. But if she feels uncomfortable with that, let her go to the choir. And, what you know, and then, and then if she does, if she, if she discovers in her own way, oh, I'm not really that great, well, then her mother is there to comfort her, which is, which is what we like to do anyway. Yeah. Uh, I remember something like this came up. It must have been around Halloween because we spoke about a school in the UK that asked parents to oh, say yeah. to kids like not to dress up as Olympians or you know things that they may not become because you know it's unrealistic. 
Well, that's no. mean on, on Halloween. I mean, if you can't be the person that you want to be, any, you know, it's the one day of the year I can dress up as a Wonder Woman and get away with this, for God's sake. So I think on Halloween, you have a bit of a free license if you want to dress up as your favourite sports star or pop star or whatever. There's no harm in that. Um, I, but this one, I just think she's very young and it's. I just think it's not that big of an issue. And, and let her write songs. I mean, George Michael wrote Careless Sister when he was 16. So young, you know, young teenagers and young adults can write fabulous songs. And um, so that's definitely something that I would encourage. All right, Siobhan, lovely to speak to you as always. Thanks for your time Thanks, today. Thanks, Lauren. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, guys. Bye. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I know, I think I've gotten that wrong about Halloween. I can't remember exactly. I'll have a look during the ad break. But you remember that? We spoke about it at length that day about, you know, encouraging kids to dress up. Um, I can't remember. Anyway, I'll, I'll come back to you on it because it was along the same lines of, look, they've got to be realistic and not everyone's going to go to the Olympics. And, you know, this little one obviously loves singing, but it's true. Like when you when you watch certain talent shows, you're like, did someone not step in? And like you do, you meet adults in life who have obviously never been told listen, you're not great at that. And I get that with kids, you want them to follow their dreams and you get them, you want them to believe that they can be whatever they want to be. But at what point do you start have, you know, having to, you know, give them a dose of realism? You know, because otherwise they become adults in the world that think, no, I can, do, I can totally do that. I can totally, you know, be the next whoever, Taylor Swift. And maybe they can, but they won't all be. And this is, you know, you have to find that balance, as Claire Balding mentioned on Spin Talk yesterday for part of International Women's Day. It's like, you know, you want kids to grow up confident, but at the same time, they've got to be realistic. So where's the balance with something like this, with someone wanting to do something that maybe they're actually not very good at and they're not going to get better at? Selena says, what does it matter if she's tone deaf? It's if it's something she loves, encourage it and she will grow. Talent will only get you so far. The love and determination for it will make you excel. Also, maybe she wants to be like the parent as well, seeing as they're so into music. How could you tell her she's crap? She's eight and writing her own songs. Fair play. Bren, this might sound a little brutal, but I think a lot of people will agree with this point. Bren says on Facebook, let them find out themselves that they're crap. Musicality can be taught to a degree, but you have to have a natural talent for music somewhere deep inside. Let them figure it out themselves. Well, is it going and joining the choir? and being booted out of the choir. Like, I remember I said earlier, like, I can't sing. I am quite deaf and tone deaf. And I, you know, we over the years in school, we had one choir teacher who embraced everyone for all their talents. And, you know, myself and my friend Jenny, brutal singers, we used to do the real low bits that you'd nearly be talking. And we were happy with that. We were just happy to be in the choir and on the stage. But... Then we got another um, music teacher who booted all the non-sopranos out straight away. So maybe, you know, one music teacher in the school might help them. Another might just be like, listen, you're not going to get very good at this. So jog on. As a parent, do you have to maybe, you know, just stand aside and let that happen? It's a difficult one. I'd love to hear what you think. I'm on 87 711-1038 you can text her WhatsApp um, we started off talking about a parent that um, that knows their kid can't sing she's brutal 
but she wants to write her own pop songs and be a singer and join the choir and the mum's like she'll be laughed out of the choir you just have to leave her at it leave her go Rachel says on Facebook singing isn't always natural talent a lot of people have to work at it learning an instrument would probably really help the child with their singing yeah that, uh, that is very very true you can be trained to sing Emma says I remember when my mum told me I couldn't sing I was sick I thought it was Celine Dion never stopped me crowing at every given opportunity in secondary school though yeah, I remember, again, I'm reliving all uh, my dreams being crushed in the choir in school, being told I couldn't sing. Now, down the line, we did get another music teacher who let everyone in, which was great. And, you know, it's more just about enjoying it. But this music teacher in particular, I was probably in about sixth class, and she threw myself and my friend Jenny out because we can't sing. We still can't, but we still really enjoy it. Glenda says, how dare any parent knock a child's confidence? Many a child does rugby, football, dancing, whatever their little heart desires. They may not be as good as the other kids, but we still stand on the sideline cheering them on. I love their confidence and for trying. Practice makes perfect. Sounds to me like this parent is shallow and quite up their own arse. Here's the thing, Glenda, right? Of course you want kids to try everything. But what I can't cope with is, especially as they get into secondary school, is the kids who no more want to be on a rugby pitch or a football pitch or a hockey pitch or whatever it is, but their parents are making them do it and they don't want to be there and they know they're brutal. And it's upsetting for them because they feel they're letting their team down. Like, at what point do you you keep forcing a kid to do something that... You know, maybe they do come to the realisation that, look, I'm never going to be good at this. This is not my thing. But yet they're either being forced to do it because the school is making them do it or because the parents are making them do it. Like, you know, there does come a point where you need to get a bit realistic. Maybe it's not in primary school, but maybe in secondary school it is. Definitely. Like, I played hockey for years. I coached hockey for a long time as well. And you know that there's kids that are like, look, I don't want to be here. I've no interest. And actually... You know, I'm dragging the team down, but they're making me stick at it. And I don't know why that is, especially if the kid doesn't want to be there anymore. I know that's kind of off on a bit of a tangent, but is that parents being like, you must try everything, you must do everything? Because you don't have to. You know, you, you don't. if you don't want to, you don't have to. Avril says, it's the school choir, for God's sake. This has gone back to our email, kid. She's not auditioning for the West End. She's only a child. Let her off. Being a musician, the parent obviously has a sensitive ear and very high standards. I'm fairly certain the school choir won't be as judgmental. I'd let her go and sing to her heart's content. If she's axed, then her home should be a safe place for her to get over her disappointment, not the place it should start. Uh, that's a great way of putting it, Avril, I think. And I think that's kind of the point Siobhan O'Neill from Mumstown was making was maybe she'll, um, like me and Jenny, get booted out of the choir and the parents will be like, oh, no, shame, are you okay? And like comfort her, make her feel better because that's what parents want to do, even though they might know deep down that she's tone deaf. What do you think? It is a tricky one. And think back to things that maybe you wanted to do as a child or as a young teenager that... Eventually it came to a point or maybe a realisation of your own that this isn't going to happen, you know. And I'm, that is just something that either I'm not good enough at or I am not willing to dedicate the time or maybe I don't have the time to keep going, to keep trying at it. It can be crushing. It really, really can. But it's life, unfortunately, is we don't always get to pursue the paths that maybe we think we should I totally get what people are saying that this kid is eight and maybe that's too young to be like, listen, can't sing, you're brutal. But at what point 
does she need to maybe be told if she hasn't figured it out herself already? I'm on 087-711-1038. She can text her WhatsApp. Kate is on the line next. Hi, Kate. Hi. Can you hear me there? Um, yeah. Okay. Kate, what do you think? Would you tell an eight-year-old that she can't sing? Um, no. Like, um, I have two sisters and one brother, and they're all younger than me. So, um, and when they were all, like, around that age, like, my brother thought, like, he really likes rugby. So he was, like, um, he thought that, uh, he, like, he really wanted to grow up to be a professional rugby player. Okay. And, um, he, so I was, like, I was, like, like, at the time, like, he, he's still doing it now. And he is pretty good, but at the time, he wasn't as good as he is now. So I was like, yeah, like, you're probably, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so, I know. <laughs> so um, I was like, so... Um, and how did he take then, that case? Um, at the start, he was like, kind of like, yeah, well, like, we'll just wait and see until, like until I'm, like, in secondary school. Yeah. So he he's in fifth year now, and um, he's, he's... He actually... He was just playing a match on... He was he had a semi-final on Tuesday. Okay. And so now he's in to his school, or, like, into the final. So oh, brilliant. He, so he's hoping that when he finishes... Like when he goes um, into college, I think he wants to go to a college that just okay. does, uh, like, has a rugby team. Okay. So he can still try and get that career. But, um. Okay, well, good he, for him, Kate. Uh, yeah, so at the start, when he was like eight, I was like, yeah, I, I don't see that happening. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but as, like, for uh, obviously I was wrong, but, um, then my sisters, um, I think my sister, one of them wanted to, one of them wanted to be like a hairdresser or something. So I let her do my hair one day and I was like, oh yeah, you're like really good. And then because she was only like four or five, I couldn't really be like, yeah, you're shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, um, I, but like she's 14 now yeah, and I'm now I'm like she kind of like guess that like you people like not everyone's amazing at everything yeah 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 so, I like, hear you I've thank god for before. big sisters like you Kate <laughs> <laughs> you're so good for um, coming on lovely to speak to you today thanks so much you're all Take care. Kate's um, cast. I love the brother. Want to be a professional rugby player? Yeah, I don't see that happening. Um, but you know what? That's what siblings are for. Maybe the parents aren't going to have to step in in this situation at all. Leisha is next on the line. Hi, Leisha. Hi, guys. Leisha, good to have you on the show. Um, Leisha, what are your thoughts on this? Like, do, do, do kids sometimes need a dose of reality or is it crushing her dreams? No, kids definitely need a dose of reality because, and I'm not saying that you should just 
you know, when a child isn't particularly good at something, I'm not saying that you should just say that they're rubbish and they should give up and try something else, you know? I'm saying that you should let them know that they're not really going to be naturally gifted in this as something else. So it's going to take you probably a bit more time and a bit more effort than it would do somebody else or you doing something that you are more naturally gifted at. So let them know the realistic expectations of what to expect for themselves for growing up because if it's not going to be you, it's going to be somebody else later on in their life who's going to tell them that they're rubbish at something. And there's going to eventually be a sense of distrust in you and why you tell them because the world is going to tell them at some point to just set the realistic expectations for what they should do, like moving on through life. I think that's a really good point, Leisha. And like, you don't need to be brutal about it. But at the same time, you don't want them turning around being like, mom and dad or, you know, big brother or sister. Like, you told me I was brilliant at that and I'm clearly not. And I think that could be more crushing. It is. And, like, people see it all the time. I'm like, you see it when you watch X Factor and you see those people who go for something and they're not good at it, but their family have told them that they are. And the world then, like, laughs at them. You know, and that's not fair because that's, you know, if the parents have let them know that and said, listen, maybe you want to try something and we can get you help to be better and then you can try to do that, then the world won't laugh at you because you've tried, you know, rather than your whole family's kind of been lying to you because you're going to have a huge sense of distrust in your family then. Yeah. Was there anything when you were growing up, Leisha, that you really wanted to do that like you really were like, I, I want to be the best in the world at this thing? I mean, there was when I was like younger, so it was something that I I wanted to play football for some reason, and I really tried to be. I tried to play football, and I tried to play with like my home team and stuff like that. And I was actually like never very good at it, to be honest. But I still wanted to keep trying. And my like my mom eventually did say to me, "Listen, Nisha, you're not particularly gifted in this part, so you can keep going, and I'll support you." but I don't want you to be getting upset when you're not played as often and, you know, things like that. So maybe you want to put that time and effort that you're putting into this into something that you're better at and you might feel better about it, you know? Yeah. But, like, she'd support me either way. Yeah. Leisha, lovely to speak to you. Thanks so much for coming on. No problem. Thanks very Good much. to have you on Bye. the show today. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, you know... At the same time, like, you don't want a kid to turn around and be like, why did you, like, let me go continue on with that but things do change and joe has uh, texted in the same point someone else made earlier on that maybe that child will become a great songwriter you know maybe they don't have to be a singer if she wants to write her pop songs leave her at it um right glenda says how oh, i read that one already how dare you knock a child's confidence like no matter what it is leave them at it um but like i was saying after talking to kate um kate who has younger siblings was like do you know what, like, that's maybe what siblings are for, is to be like, eh, you're crap at that. Um, but you know what, egg on Kate's face, sounds like her brother's doing pretty good at the rugby. Rachel says, singing isn't always about natural talent. A lot of people have to work at it. Learning an instrument would probably really help. Sorry, I read that one as well. Learning an instrument is a really good idea. Um, Linda says, record them and play it back to the child and try to work on performance. Most of musicians have 1% of talent and 99% of work put in to be as good as they are. So very true. You know, it is all about your work ethic and your attitude sometimes. But I do think when it comes to singing, you do need to be able to hold a note. Rachel says, when I was young, my mom told me I wasn't good at singing and I should stick to the day job. When I was about eight or nine, 
and we had to do choir then in school and I dreaded it because I thought I had a dreadful voice. Then in secondary school, we had to do a musical and all had to sing for the music teacher separately for the parts. I ended up with one of the main parts and the music teacher told me I had one of the best voices in the year. Your voice changes as you get older. So may, may that child, so may that child's ability to sing. That's true. Is maybe this kid is going to get better at singing. We don't know, but they could. And maybe with lessons, and maybe if it's something that they're really, like if they're writing songs and, you know, coming up with lyrics and composing melodies, you know, maybe that's something they got from the parent because the parent is musical, we heard in the email. It's an interesting one. Dave says, I sang on a talent show once after being encouraged by my aunt when I was very young. I knew myself I couldn't sing, but I felt pressured. It's an experience that has scarred me for life. I continued to try and sing, even though I could see the parents and uh, could see parents and kids laughing. Now I couldn't even dream of taking part in a sing-along in a pub because of my experience. Encourage what a child is good at, not what they are not. And that's a really interesting one, Dave. Kind of what, like what Leisha was saying is, you don't have to turn around to be like, you're brutal at that. Like, forget it. Don't give up the day job you could just maybe try and focus them more at the things that they're talented at. But saying that, you know, kids might be talented at something, but they might have no interest in it. Like, that might not be their passion. It's just something that they're good at. It's a tricky one. Aoife says, My son and his friend weren't allowed into the choir when they were eight. They were told by the principal they had to work on their vocals. They were only about eight out of the whole class left out. Three years later, they got in. Yeah, there's something quite... I don't know what it is. It's because there's so many movies about choirs um, and, you know, the musical talent in the school. And there's something quite exclusive about the choir. And I definitely think, looking back on my own experience that I mentioned earlier, some music teachers really power trip. Again, my experience. I'm sure there's lovely music teachers out there. But it is. It's quite an exclusive thing in some schools to be in the choir and to not make it. It's really one of your... Definitely for me and my... Similarly toned deaf friends, Jenny. It's your it's your first experience of rejection, of being told no, you are not good enough. Um, and maybe if you've been encouraged at home, that's great. But then when you get that knock, it's not so great. But then, do you want that rejection from your parents? Do you want your parents to be the ones to tell you you're not good enough at something? Leave her alone. Says this message. She's eight. You know, lots of famous singers couldn't sing when they were eight and got singing lessons. And look at them now. The fact that she's writing songs is something incredible. She's clearly very creative and that should be celebrated. Ed Sheeran couldn't sing when he was younger. He has said that lots. That's very true and very, very interesting. Craig is next on the line. Hi, Craig. How are you getting on? Good, thank you. Craig, what do you think? Would you tell a child that they can't sing? The child's only eight years of old, like, eight years of age. So, like, I don't really think you should be telling her, oh, you can't sing, you can't do this, you can't do that. More than likely, she's just going to probably find interest in something else when she turns older. Yeah, see, this is is the thing, yeah. Um, Do you think, though, when it comes to something like singing, like, you're either good at it or you're not? Like, lots of people saying you can be trained. Uh, I suppose it's practice makes perfect kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. When when you were a kid, what did you love doing? What did you want to be brilliant at? Well, I wanted to be a footballer, and fortunately now that didn't turn out the way I wanted, so... I think more now, when I turned the age of 15, I was kind of like, right, trying to move on and try something different, I suppose. So. Yeah. And what was that like, you know, 14, 15, 
uh, wanting to make it as a footballer? Like, can you remember when reality kind of set in that this probably won't happen? Uh, it's the same thing, really. I'm sure most kids out there when they were younger, they were wanted to do something, and then eventually, like, you don't really need to be told. You're kind of like you're good. You're you're not good. Yeah, and that's just part of life. It's part of growing up. Huh? It's just part of growing up. That's it. That's life, unfortunately, but big bad world now, so. Yeah. <laughs> nice to speak to you, Craig. Thanks so much. Spot on, sound. Bye bye. Um, just a few more of your messages. Kate says, My mom told me I was tone deaf. I'm fine. Tell the child she'll need singing lessons to help her get better. I wasn't good at dancing, but my mom sent me to classes for years. Isabel says lots of songwriters aren't amazing singers. The child may improve and their talent could lie in composing and maybe not, but shut up and let the child be creative. Can't see what harm it is if they enjoy it. And Sharon says Ed Sheeran was terrible. Yes, yeah, a good few people have mentioned Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran was terrible when he started. If she has the passion, she will work hard at it. Might even surprise you. What about sending her to individual singing lessons? If you're in the music biz, you might get mates rates from someone you know that teaches singing. Your standards might be higher because of your expertise. Don't write her off at eight. I love all the encouragement coming in for this eight-year-old. Continue to get involved. I'm on 087-711-1038. Okay, um, most of the messages that are coming in are giving out stink about this parent being like, look, the child is eight, so what if she can't sing? You know, you just you don't know at such a young age she could end up being a great singer or a great composer. She likes writing her own pop songs. Uh, Joe has made the point um, that maybe the parent's embarrassed. He says, sounds to me like the parent is embarrassed. If the child is happy, what's the problem? And that, I think, could be the reality, is that because the parent is a musician, they have quite high standards. A few people have pointed that out. Josephine says, if a child doesn't come naturally gifted to a certain skill, get them someone who can help guide them to become more trained. Don't knock them down. Keen says, 80% of a rocket fuel is used to get it off the ground. Oh, 80% of a rocket is fuel used to get off the ground. You have to put the work in at the start. This is it. It's like, if that's what the child wants to do, leave her off. What do you think? 087-711-1038. Hannah is on the line. Hi, Hannah. Hi, how are you? Now, Hannah, firstly, I owe you an apology because I hear you're a music teacher and I was saying that sometimes music teachers can be a bit like power trippy about letting people in. That's just my own experience. I had a really mean music teacher when <laughs> I was in fifth, sixth class. I, I bet you you're a nice music teacher, Hannah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess that, like, I've been in that position where, like, there has been competition. Um, but I teach classes and stuff, like, individual lessons, so I don't really have a competition like that. <laughs> what do you do with the kids that can't sing, Hannah? Um, well, personally, I don't think kids who can't sing I don't think that they can sing I think they can be trained like anyone can be trained um, but I think music is something that's like coming into primary schools a lot more now because it's seen as a good education um, so if all kids are learning it then I don't think one kid should be told okay they can't sing because lots of kids go to lessons who may not be as good as others but knocking their confidence if they do become a great singer later on it can knock their confidence for life and then at the end of the day they might not even want to do it anymore but do you know what I was saying earlier on Hannah right? I don't know if you heard it but you know the people that you see on talent shows the likes of X Factor where you're like why, why did no one tell them like why did no one say to that young one listen you haven't a note in your head. Like, 
do you think sometimes it can go too far? People are encouraged too much at something maybe they're not good at. Uh, I like I do get that with like the X factor and stuff like that, but even so, I think telling a kid from a young age that you're not good enough or you can't really do that, you're you're gonna knock them off for life. Like there may be loads of things that they'll think in their head, oh, maybe I'm not good enough for that. Yeah. So what do you think that this parent maybe should, like if it was your choir, the, let the kid join the choir and let the teacher deal with it and hope that they don't, that they aren't mean about it? Um. Yeah, I think the kid should be left to it. Like they're, why do they eight? Yeah. Like they're still very young. Like they don't, like they don't really know. Like they're getting a sense of their own creativity and their own identity and stuff. Like, I just think it's wrong to kind of tell them that, oh, no, you can't do that when they may be starting off something amazing like Ed Sheeran. Like, they could be just starting out really young and could develop really, really well. Yeah. You never know. Were you always a good singer? Were you always quite musical? Um, I come from a musical family, but I wasn't a great singer at the start. <laughs> so there you go. You had kind of tra- You were trained. Yeah. I went to a lot of lessons and stuff before... I even sang in front of people because like that I was kind of worried what people would think yeah yeah and coming from a musical family as well you probably were like well you know everyone else is musical I need to work on it yeah very interesting Hannah lovely to speak to you today thanks for coming on no problem take care Um, Andrew says on Facebook you don't tell them you send them to X Factor and let the nation decide Brian says that child's voice hasn't even broken yet. Also, instead of influencing the give up on your dreams tactic, why not send her to singing lessons if she's passionate about singing? Teach her to do the things she loves instead of knocking the one good thing she might have out of her. That one good thing is passion. Clara says if they're a child, let them go for it. With training, they could absolutely improve. Plus, it's not a career. If they're having fun, it's all that matters. If they're a teenager, it's probably realistic to talk to them about where their strengths and weaknesses lie. But that's the sort of age where you're expected to be proficient at something to keep up with others. Yeah. You know, maybe wait until they're a little older to have the conversation that maybe you don't need to pursue this. Like Craig was saying, when he got to about 15, he realized he wasn't going to be a professional footballer. This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren. Live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1.